Hey, everybody. You've reached the Mayfair Podcast. I'm Eric. And this is Josh. It is Tuesday, August 22nd, mm. and we'll be chatting about movies the week of Friday, August 25th. We just had a kerfuffle because we're trying to order pizzas, and now we're like, we can't get pizza because our pizza place across the street is closed. Yeah, but it didn't say anything on the website. Like, we love Panago, and it's uh. literally across the street. We recommend it all the time. It's super great. Don't bring in food to the theater, but like, you <laughs> ate before coming to the theater. Great spot. Targ, too, but it's not a competition. Now we don't know what we're going to do for lunch. <sighs> It's oh, so what annoying. A, what a tr- and Odd Burger's not open yet. Yeah, it's just every time I walk by it, I think it's going to happen. And it, like the worst thing for this is like, you know, we went through the website and it just kept putting your whole order for Panago. And then it just keeps like, oh, pick a time for later. And it just keeps spinning, spinning, spinning the time wheel or whatever. So and then you try the app and it's the same thing. And then Josh tries his computer and it's all this stuff. You're just like, God, now I'm being forced to call and speak to a human. Like, what, what is this? You know, and like, shouldn't the website just have a we're broken. It's insane to me that you have to call a 1-800 number to find out that a restaurant is closed for three days. There's no other way to do it. Like, you couldn't... It's fresh, so I'm, like, angry <laughs> now. Like, the fresh pizza we would have enjoyed. Oh, Odd Burger, if you're open now. I can't find information on that. I tried to contact them to be like, hey, we're your new neighbors. Let's do something, and nothing yet. But I did notice today for the first time, I was walking Puppy Dog before coming in here, going down Euclid Street, that there is sign of life in the apartments on top of odd burger which i wasn't sure of i wasn't sure if people had actually moved into there but i noticed a lamp and the back of a couch at a window so stop creeping on people's house and then i took a bunch of pictures although i say that but there was a place it sold a couple of months ago near next block up from us by us i mean where i live not the mayfair i'd never seen the inside of this place it had just been for sale or empty and then i was walking uh, the puppy at 1 a.m you're like, oh, you like wow. on the weekend, you know, so yeah. I was allowed. There was lights on in both of these places. And I was like, oh, man, I really want to creep. And I've got a dog. So, like, I'm just walking a dog. I'm not looking at your house. I'm just a normal guy, you know. And so <laughs> we walked by and I'm like, oh, they've got records. There's a Ikea shelf with records on it. I was like, look at that couch. And like, not in a creepy way, but just like glancing in. Maybe a little bit creepy because it's me, but... Anyways, and so it was just—it was just one of those surreal things where I was like, I've never been out at 1 a.m. walking a puppy in my neighborhood, and it was like so serene. It was so quiet, nice, like perfect creeping weather. Apparently, <laughs> yeah, we live adjacent to a lot of rich folks in Ottawa, and kind of the same thing. One night we were going down a street that we don't usually go down that doesn't have anything in the way of streetlights for some reason, which is weird because you think the rich folks would have been like, give us some streetlights. Yeah, but it meant that. Same thing. You couldn't help but see in people's windows as you walk by. <laughs> I always think the same thing is I want to go and knock on their doors and just be like, who are you and how did you buy a $10 million house? Yeah, especially if you saw if they had like a Star Destroyer in there or yeah. something cool. Like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> we uh, be friends? And you know they, they won't be friends. But they're like, oh my, no. That's just... <laughs> Get out, know, commoner. Th- yeah, the rich version of Lee, you know, who's like not fun and Lee... <laughs> Yeah, but so Puppy's here today, third week in a row. Mm-hmm. Good Didn't guest bark, host. Mostly kind of did a gruff, barky growl or something. Yeah. Like barky yeah. bark and the Funky Bunch type of thing, but it wasn't that bad. I thought it would be a lot worse. And now she is totally asleep on the ground, so that's good. And Andrew was supposed to be here, but also we were supposed to have pizza, so today's just disappointment week, you know? Andrew stood us up after saying, yeah, I can make it. Well, I mean, it made that other one that much more special, I suppose. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, See I mean, you next year, Andrew. Yeah, and he's not, and this is the last week of August podcast maybe i don't know maybe we'll get one or two days of august in the next one i don't know no yeah we'll get another one this week is a perfectly end of month week because it's the 25th through the 31st so next thursday so we will record another podcast in Mm, august but we will be into september by then 
Friday is September 1st. Is that right? That uh, yeah, right? Yeah, I yeah. think so. Yeah, that's my wife's birthday, so that's how I remember oh. that. So I try, I try to book it off, but it's also a long weekend for some. Yeah. Possibly not for Josh. I don't know. But anyway, and so I was like, I kind of didn't think of it, and I'm, I'm late to the game trying to get that day off, but a bunch of other people have it off. Am I too important? Who yeah. knows? <laughs> like, we'll find out. So another thing to be sad about is that last night, it's kind of the good news, bad news, but we had a good early show with Asteroid City. Oh, geez. Still Very going strong. well attended. Great, great movie. So well attended. I'm like, wow, we're going to just get it back for another week? Yeah. But our 9 o'clock show had one person. Oh, my God. Wait, what was the 9 o'clock? I almost don't want to say it. Oh, no. Yeah, bad. that does seem mean. It wasn't the kid brother, was it? It might have been the kid brother. Ugh. Oh, God, it wasn't the one with the director there, was <laughs> no, it? No, he was here Holy. Uh, the day before, two days before. Okay. And it was not well attended as well, but Eesh. at least there was more than one person to that. That would be so harsh. One person for a thing. And it's Lee. You're like, he didn't even pay. Yeah, well, I was here. Sarah was managing. I had to go home to walk a puppy. But at the time, there was two people for our guest. And then somebody came in and we were like, oh, more people. But it was just somebody asking to use the washroom. There ended up being a handful of more people for the guest. But it's that harsh reality. And it's a double dose thing. We get so many requests saying, you should play Canadian films. Yeah. And we do all the time. Oh, definitely. Uh, In fact, upcoming, we will talk about another (laughs) Canadian film. No spoilers. A lot lately, too. So we do all the time. And over and over and over again, nobody comes. Yeah. Like 10 people. We would love to be able to hunt down more independent stuff and classic stuff and new things. Mm-hmm. Blackberry did well, but even that didn't do superb. Mm-hmm. And it's this weird thing, and Lee was talking about it, that a lot of these movies we're screening, elsewhere in the world, there's this big resurgence of lost Canadian cinema because it's coming out on Blu-ray yeah. and other Mayfair-type cinemas down in the States are showing them. But on home turf, just there's no support for it. So it's that. It's come see this stuff so we can screen this stuff. Yeah, it's it's a real shame, too. Like I mean, it's tough. Sunday nights are tricky for a lot of people. Yeah, I yeah. kind of get that. but it, And also, like, that wasn't the opening night for that movie. I think it played Friday or Saturday. No, that was or... the opening night. Oh, was it? Oh, yeah. it opened on Sunday. Okay. Yeah, geez. we just had it Sunday, Monday. I yeah. just assumed that it, it wasn't the opening night. All right, well, scratch that last thing I said. Yeah. But still, <laughs> still sad, but I don't know. It's so hard to predict because, I mean, that was the one movie of this bunch that seemed like it could have been more heavy than well i mean i say that but like the other one was about the like former hooker taking revenge and killing people it's not like it was a laugh riot but i don't know you try to take this stuff apart and you're just like is it because it was like more of a drama about this boy with no legs and like that's a tough sell i don't know it's kind of difficult to is it you know is it a summer thing and there's not that many people around that's probably some of it i'm sure yeah but they were lucky because Asteroid City right before it did really well. Yeah. So that made our day. We, oh, still no. had, we still had a decent day. Did the directors see like the crowds pour out from that one? And then he's probably. like, oh man, we'll probably <laughs> yeah. have some spillover to my film. And you're like, whoa. But yeah, so it happens. But it's just, it's the old adage that some of my restaurant working friends bring up where people will say, oh, I love that restaurant. Yeah. And it closes. And they're like, when's the last <laughs> time you went? And you're like, seven years ago. And you're like, yeah. yeah. So we're, we're not in that position. Like, this is not a cry for help or anything. But just when you see these weird little indie movies on our schedule and you want to see them, don't make that excuse not to see them. Come out and see them. Yeah, and I find, like, October is kind of an anomaly. Like, that usually does fairly well, even for, like, lesser known stuff and independent stuff and what. Like, because, I mean, people are in that Halloween spooky vibe or whatever. Yeah, you know? yeah. But, 
Yeah, for the other, specifically, August is really hit and miss, you know, but that's too bad. I mean, it was nice to see Lee taking uh, pictures with the filmmaker and yeah. stuff like that. You know, like, it's been nice, to, at the very least, I don't know, because my thing is, like, I want people to feel appreciated, and I can't, I don't know, like, yeah, it's cool to see me. your movie on the big screen and stuff, but, like, if it's five people seeing it, that's got to kind of hurt a little bit, even though you're, like, I'm happy if anyone sees it. Yeah, that makes me the saddest, is mm-hmm. that you would think a bigger crowd would come out, but it is... I think August is our worst month of the year, Mm -hmm. but nonetheless, you want more than one person out for a nine o'clock show, you know? Yeah. You would think at least two, at least bring a friend. That's just, did you know if the one person liked it? Did they like? Oh, no idea. I haven't (laughs) talked. I got this information laying in bed last night, looking at my phone as as I got the numbers shared to me. Yikes. So like I said, it was still a day that was okay because of Asteroid City. Yeah. Thank you, Wes Anderson. But- it was, yeah, it's That's just rough. When you see that, you're just like, it happened once a little while ago where a group, I can't remember the movie, but a group of four friends came to see a movie mm-hmm. and nobody else was in the cinema. <laughs> and they were standing outside waiting for friend number four. And they had already bought their tickets. And I think some of them had already even bought popcorn and stuff. And I poked my head out and I was like, so we got a little bit of a break in time before the nine o'clock show. You know, say we had like a 40 minute break instead of a 30 minute break. Mm-hmm. So I said, you guys are the only four people here. So if your friend is a little late, I can hold the movie for you. And they were so thankful and it was kind of fun. So in that, you just got to look glass half full. That movie tanked for us. Yeah. But those four people kind of got a fun story out of it and hopefully told their friends about it. And Mayfair got some good nerd karma out of it you know Mm. but when that happens at least those four people got a fun experience and it's happened like that where people say oh are you just going to not show the movie i'm like no we're all here (laughs) might as well show the movie yeah it's because we've never had a no show right like not to my knowledge no god one is pretty damn close yeah but But it's still like something about playing to a completely empty house if that would happen we would just not show it and yeah. go home early. That happened once in high school. A friend and I went to see Pet Cemetery 2. Oh, wow. And they worked at the movie theater. Which one was it? Was it Rito Center? It was something like that. And nobody else came. So it was only the employee and their guest watching the movie. And the manager came in and basically went, we're going to screen the movie for you anyhow but uh we don't want to <laughs> yeah and kind of was joking about it and we were just thank you oh, you know geez. but so you know it happens it's that thing and again to reference my restaurant friends i know they said the same thing and i think i've told this little adage before but there's nights and it's like a saturday night and everything's ready to go and you've got a big staff on hand and you're expecting it to be full and you got all the food prepared and then two people show up yeah and you're just like well, it happens. And then vice versa, we've had it too, where on nights for no reason, it's not a brand new film and we're expecting a decent crowd, like 40 people or 50 people and 150 people show up. And on those nights, we don't have extra staff on hand because we were just like, yep, yeah, this is going to be a slow night. So that has happened as well to us sometimes, but mm-hmm. it's just, you can't predict it. You can't. No, no. I just started watching The Bear, speaking of restaurants. So, like, yeah, yeah, it's funny, like, just, I mean, yeah, and that's TV, and we're not supposed to talk about it, but still, it's it's funny watching, like, 
a high pressure situation like that where I'm not, I've never done that, but I have friends who've been chefs and sous chefs and all stuff like that. And they're like, yeah, it's really accurate. Like it's just, it kind of reminded me a little bit of uncut gems, not exactly, but just the tension. Cause it's just like, even when quote unquote, nothing's happening, you're kind of like on edge and you're just like, and you feel like in that situation, I'm just like, I'm already stressed out and I would never (laughs) be working that job anyway, but I'm just like, oh man, like this really never stops. I see those kind of jobs and I'm just like, well, everything's stressful. It's stressful working here. Not in that day-to-day Wall Street stressful, but just there's always something to do. Like right now, we're keen-eyed patrons visiting our candy bar might have noticed that for a while, we're old school. We're scooping the oil into the popcorn machine Mm -hmm. because our popcorn machine came with no oil pump because we got it in the age of COVID and Uh. supply chain issues. So (laughs) for quite some time, we've been waiting. So the piece finally showed up. And it's missing a small piece of tubing to connect it to the popcorn machine. And you're just like, oh, come on. So you have supply hose issues right now. Yeah. First it was the chain, now the hose. And our local representative for the popcorn place is pretty great. And she went out of her way and was like digging around trying to find the part and has now ordered us the part. But it's like a little piece of tube that's probably going to be six inches long or something, basically to connect the two things together. So there's all that kind of stuff, and there's always dealing with distributors and landlords and this and that. There's always something to be stressed out about. It's a second piece of tube to connect the piece of tube you didn't have? Yeah, so imagine (sighs) there is a metal spigot. Yeah, I mean, that sounds right. I don't know what it is. That's a word, you know. I I, I run a theater and write (laughs) comic books. I don't know anything about machines. Real handyman Josh over here naming things. A piston? I I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) So there's a metal piece coming out of the machine, and then there's the oil pump that you put on top of a tin of oil a big bin of oil yeah and then you push a button on the machine and that gets the oil out of the canister so for the past while we've just been using a scoop so we get this new piece the staff's all excited yeah you put it in and you can clearly see where there should be a little piece of hose to connect the two things and we don't have it. And technically, you would have never seen that particular setup because this is a newer exactly. machine. Like, yeah. you, the other one was, God, 30 years So more. I don't know if the hose was supposed to come with the machine yeah. or with the pump. Uh-huh. And, and no one knew it existed anyway. And when we bought the machine, we, of course, thought it was just coming with the pump. Right. And then it did not. <laughs> and I think if we just walked into Home Depot, we could probably say, here's the thing. Yeah. And show a couple photos. And I bet you they'd be like... Yeah, it's a dollar ten for sure. Jury rig it, you know, whatever. Yeah, but we have a piece on our way. But yeah. it's just one of those things where you're like, why can't everything in life just be easy? Yeah, I didn't <laughs> you know? know about the uh, yeah scooping the oil in. I mean, yeah, and then we've been doing it for months, and it's fine. You yeah. know, you just scoop a bit of oil in, and you go, and no different than if you were making food in a restaurant. Yeah. But having that one button that will make the oil magically go into the machine. Yeah is so much easier oh boy and then you start to get to the end of the thing and you had to tilt it to get the last bit of oil like oh my god and then you got to pour the rest of the oil you can't get with the tilt and pour it in the new one oh man oh of course that's not it hasn't been like that in years apparently years (laughs) so we'll get that figured out within the week hopefully and then our manager ordered popcorn and a bunch of stuff from the candy distributor this week Mm -hmm. and then it all arrived for real 90 percent less of the order because what we ordered had run out. Oh my god! But like the frustration we just had trying to get pizza. I was gonna say they didn't send us an email. They didn't adjust their website to say this stuff is out of order. Yeah. Don't bother getting it. 
So then we were just out of a bunch of stuff and then had to get it from elsewhere. This happened in the one episode of The Bear that I've seen. Oh, we the, can identify the debut with those episode. Guys. Literally, they didn't bring 90% of the meat they ordered. This is exactly the same. Thank yeah. God I watched that one episode. There you go. And so we were just out of whatever, Twizzlers, candy, this, that. And you're just like, it seems pretty easy to have like an X on your website saying, we don't have this. And we could have adjusted and gotten some other kind of candy or something. Damn. Oh, it's so frustrating. Yeah, that's a high drama situation. Especially when the truck pulls up and you're expecting a big giant thing of candy and they come out with four things. Although uh, easier to unload. Yeah. (laughs) The the one good thing about it. It's terrible. And and you still don't get the uh, plastic bags for the popcorn, I'm assuming? Is that still? No, I still haven't found any of those. That's why we don't have free popcorn at the end of the night. Yeah, like people must be wondering. They're probably like, did I do something wrong? Like, Are they (laughs) angry at me? Yeah. Why is Mayfair Daddy angry? (laughs) This seems crazy, and we can't do this for everybody, but one of our savvy, very frequent customers brought a Loblaws bag. Oh, boy. It was like, can can I have, and gave it to our person and said, (laughs) if there's stuff to spare at the end of the night, can you fill this up? And you're like, okay, but like <laughs> we, I shouldn't have even told this to the podcast. But like we can't do that it's normally. Still funny, uh, like a loose bag. Like yeah. it just seemed, even if it was like the big Ziploc bag. Again, don't do this. Don't do this. <laughs> but I, I don't know. Somehow that feels like the time <laughs> that I brought over like a garbage bag of popcorn to, yeah. to Quinn's because nobody else would take it. And then one of the owners spotted me there who was having a drink and was like, what are you doing? And I was like, I'm trying to help. I'm being a good guy. I want to offer popcorn. And they wouldn't take the popcorn, obviously, because I'm lunatic. They'd never met. Came in with a bag full of corn. We did that once years back for a friend's wedding where it was kind of like a potluck kind of thing. And they requested popcorn. And I said, and, if, you know, a lot of people, if I bring a, not a giant garbage bag, but, you know, like a, a smaller. Yeah, yeah. Those like kitchen size Kitchen size garbage bag. Would that be good? And they were thrilled. And it was, I was the bell of the ball. Everybody was so happy with the popcorn. Oh my God. Better than the cake, better than anything. So, Wait, so did they just hand free, like reach into the big bag or did they pour it into smaller containers? Yeah, they were highbrow enough to have a big bowl. Okay. And if I remember correctly, I think some of those little like, dollar store plastic popcorn okay. things you know yeah because i just not to shame or whatever but it just but seems yeah, if like you can bring popcorn to an event you're king i used to do that at work and now i have although there were post covid there were some concern i was waiting for someone oh, yeah. to be like hey maybe we shouldn't just because originally i would just bring a bag and then leave it open and then i was like okay well this is probably not great for you know yeah obvious reasons and so eventually yeah one of the managers i like i was offering her some and she was like yeah, you probably shouldn't do that. And I was like, I get it. And so that kind of was the end of the thing. And to be honest, it was getting kind of annoying. Like I did like doing it, but also it just every week everyone's waiting for it. And then some days I would forget. And I was like, it's 3 p.m. I was like, oh, geez, I got to do the popcorn thing. Like, and it's, I don't know. So I did a couple of bad guy. And I mean, and also too, like, I mean, when I first started doing it, I was just on a contract, not permanent. Once I got permanent, I was like, you know, I mean, I still love you guys, but it's like less, you know, I didn't feel that bad not bringing in popcorn anymore. So. Okay. So let us chat about the movies we have upcoming the week of Friday, August 25th. First up, as mentioned before, we have another Canadian movie. Even though they keep not doing well. We Uh-oh. keep trying. What's wrong with we you? We keep trying. Keep booking the stuff that's not selling. <laughs> We're heroes. So this one is a nice feel-good film from Quebec. And it's about a parish priest who has lived with the poor and homeless for 25 years, taking care of them. And his shelter and church is getting closed down. Then he inherits, I think, a nice cottage and brings a bunch of them with him to the cottage. Huh. So I think it's kind of like a dramatic comedy about all these 
down on their luck folks moving into a nice, rich cottage country kind of area. And it's called Le Temps d'un été, or the English translation, which I bet you isn't right, is One Summer. What? Is that close? Uh, wait, is temp like T-E-M-P-S? Correct. So it's it's literally called The Time of Summer. Why isn't it called The Time of Summer in yeah. English then? Le Temps temps or Le Temps de, de... Wait, what was the last word you said? Le Temps de été. Ete. Okay, fall. I think été is... Uh, is that fall or summer? Anyways, it's summer. one of the, But temps uh, is time, so it's like, yeah, the time of summer. I'm always confused when they do that. Like, <laughs> What did they call it? One summer? One summer. It would literally just be like un été. Or would it be summertime? I mean... Because I know some French and English, you kind of swap things around. Yeah, that's possible. But it's still like, why are they taking time out of the equation entirely? Yeah. I always remember, because this was the day of having a channel on TV with showtimes on it. Remember yeah. when that happened? And in French, on the French channel, Buffy the Vampire Slayer was Buffy versus Vampires. And I'm well, like, there's no Slayer word in French? There must be something like that. Even if it was just Tueur de Vampire or whatever. Like yeah, you it would was think. just Buffy versus Vampires. Okay. Well, that's weird. I, yeah. I didn't, and I honestly thought you were going to say this is one of those movies where it's like, Oh, he's running out of money, and so they have to put on a fundraiser to save the whatever, like every other movie. Yeah, it's it's akin to those British films. Close, but <laughs> but French, so it's but French, yeah. funnier. I don't know. We'll see. So the next one we have is called Jewels, and mm. it's from the creators of the Oscar-winning movie Little, or sorry, the it's from the creators of the Oscar-nominated movie Little Miss Sunshine. Oh, and yeah. stars Oscar winner Ben Kingsley. Didn't that win an Oscar? Like, a, or one Did of the, the actors? Win an Oscar? Yeah, yeah, Alan Alda. Possibly. The, I thought he did. I, I guess maybe because this is clarifying that it's from the Oscar-nominated producer, so maybe he mm. got nominated, but something else won. Yeah, okay, so that's. If fair. only we could look on the internet. Well, yeah, it makes sense. The movie itself didn't win an Oscar, but someone yeah, that was in yeah, the yeah. movie, I guess. And Jules is basically like the elevator pitch. I think is. E.T., but for senior citizens. <laughs> what? And it's really, like, if I gave you the pitch, Milton lives in a quiet, life-of-routine small town, but finds his day upended when a UFO and an extraterrestrial passenger crash land in his backyard. Wait, two different things? A UFO and an extraterrestrial? Yeah, so both those things. Ah. Yeah, so that is a bit different. E.T. Uh, was just the E.T. It very much looks E.T.-esque, but with charming senior folks. So, yeah, so that's our other new film this week that's funny that it does have an alien because the poster reminded me of this is a bit of a deep cut but without warning that 80s oh, yeah. alien movie because it has kind of the outline sort of thingy if you see the poster for jewels you'll understand what i mean well yeah, if you're yeah. a weirdo who likes horror movies so then we wrap up our blockbuster cool canadian cult classics film fest this week with the hard part begins oh yeah this looks good it's like a country western Canadian kind of film. Somebody said it's very much like the Jeff Bridges movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. Crazy Heart. Crazy Heart, yeah. So it's kind of like a Canadian 1970s Crazy Heart. And this is the 50th anniversary of it, in fact. Oh. Hidden Films calls it a classic. Yeah, it looked really interesting. I mean, the premise and the main actor, and it just seems kind of like I'd never heard of it until you no. announced this festival. So, I mean. And for Canadian kids of a certain age, it's the dad from Danger Bay. Yeah. He's the star. <laughs> Which is important. Arguably the best theme song of all time. Hard to say. That age of Canadian television is so funny how we had. For quite a number of years, very distinctly. Beachcombers, Danger Bay, Littlest Hobo, very Canadian, shot on home turf, half hour shows. Yeah. And that's pre Road Dive and Lee, where it started to get even yeah, more yeah. down that, oh man, wild stuff. So 
another new film this week. I forgot about this one. We have a lot of stuff this week. We are screening Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Yeah, that's a big get. Yeah, which, of course, we got faster than we could have because the movie underperformed a little bit. Sadly. But it's one of those weird things. It's such an interesting thing where it underperformed, but for the director, it's his most successful movie ever. Yeah. But because the movie was expensive... It's a little bit of a flop. But then when you think of just eyeballs, they'll say something like, oh, the new Insidious movie was a big hit because mm-hmm. it was much cheaper and it made, you know, $180 million. So Indiana Jones made way more money. So way more people saw it, mm-hmm. but it's still a flop. So it's that whole conundrum of the modern box office. And now it's going to hop over to Disney Plus and probably a whole bunch of people will watch it there. But anyhow, taking all that out of the equation, I really genuinely liked it. At the end, I thought it was a great end to the character. It was a lot of fun, and it really felt like an Indiana Jones movie, even though this is directed by James Mangold versus Steven Spielberg. I really like James Mangold. He directed Logan, amongst other movies. It's weird that Logan didn't do better than Indiana Jones. Well, I think Logan did just fine, but it was probably like a $50 million movie that made $200 million. Yeah, good movie. By the way, as closure, it was Alan Arkin, not Alan Alda, who won the oh. Oscar for Little Miss Sunshine. Oh, he did win the Oscar. Yes, yeah. yes. And Michael Arndt won Best Screenplay and went on to write The Force Awakens. Just Oh, that's interesting that they didn't mention that in their pitch. Of They could phrase that of like, from the director of the Oscar winning. Two-time Oscar winning. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, anyways. Not, anyway. to, not to talk about this other movie, but I had to like, that yeah. was killing me not to tell <laughs> you that. So, yes. But as a longtime Indiana Jones fan, as is Lee, our programmer, it's one of those movies that when it got negative reviews, and I'm all for movies are subjective, but I was genuinely like, did you watch the same movie I did? Because I really like that a lot. Yeah, and I had heard a lot. Of, like, it was funny when they first screened it at whatever festival it was. Like, yeah. It was pretty positive, like mostly positive. And yeah. then it started to get out a little bit more, and then there was people down on it. And it's like, I felt like it feels like something I would like. And yeah. it also seems like something that people will go in with their arms crossed, and, you know, it's not going to be as good as the original trilogy. And- yeah. I read a really good comment of, you should review movies for what they are instead of what you want them to be. Yeah, but nobody does. So. Nobody does, yeah. <laughs> but I thought Harrison did a really good job in this. Like and he it's actually re- cares. He really cared. And I've heard him talking about it, that he really wanted to focus on a senior age character who has had this life and how this affects him now and having to go into the trenches one more time. I thought he was really good. I really liked the cast. So anyhow, I tell you to see everything here, but... If you haven't seen it, this might be your last chance to see it on the big screen. Mm -hmm. And I really recommend it. And it wasn't hard for me to find really good reviews. And there's a five-star review from Starburst Magazine, five-star review from the Mary Sue, a five-star review from an Italian magazine called Espinoff. All right. But yeah, so lots of good reviews. And it's I think on Rotten Tomatoes it's funny because it's 60 or 50-something versus 80-something percent audience score. Yeah. So... A lot of the audience who saw it really liked it, but it's a shame. I thought it would do way better, but nonetheless, just because a movie doesn't make a billion dollars doesn't mean it's not good. Right. Which we've seen from Harrison before because he did a little movie called Blade Runner that went on to be well-respected. And I never knew this until the other day when randomly Emily was like, hey, did you ever see that movie where a guy is like some kind of a soldier and then he's outmoded and so they drop him on a planet and he has to fight his way off of the planet? And I was like, are you talking about soldier? Uh-huh. <laughs> she was like, yeah. 
And I didn't realize it's written by the guy who wrote Blade Runner and it is a side quill. It's the same yeah. universe and it has the same vehicles and ships and like there's all this tie-in stuff. I had no idea. Like and it's he... so weird that they didn't advertise it at all <laughs> yeah. as like from the world of Blade Runner. And hilariously, like, it was supposed to be all, like, not sets and stuff. It was going to be, like, cool filming locations. And then Kurt Russell took a year and a half to get his body ready. And, oh. and they let him. And then El Nino happened. Or Il Nino, I should say. And then so they uh, they couldn't do it. They had to do it on sets. And that's why it looks the way it does. Weird. Yeah. So all that, not to bring you back to Soldier, but <laughs> I, I already thought it was funny that Starburst magazine exists. Like, the hit They're candy is there. now uh, yeah. has its own magazine. Then we are screening, randomly, but just because it's awesome, The Return of the Living Dead. We haven't oh, screened it for a few years. Uh, what a great proof one. that Halloween month never ends at the Mayfair. You made me think that someone died. Like when I, no, you know, yeah, yeah. I mean, the premise is zombies, but like, you know, you generally when we play something like that, not in October, you're like, oh, who, did the director die? Like, what's happening? No, just playing it because it's cool. I love this movie. When this movie came out, it's one of those cornerstone, when it was on VHS, I remember seeing the poster or the video box and being like, Wow, that looks really cool. Yeah. Didn't see it till years later, but it's a great... I think, isn't it the invention of the zombie? Of the fast-running zombie? Oh, that's a good question. Like, it's very early on. Because I remember seeing that on VHS, having been a fan of Night of the Living Dead and Dawn of the Dead, all those of the deads. Yeah. Even though I would say, like, you know, 13, I'd seen them all already. Mm -hmm. And that scene with the first shot of zombies attacking, (laughs) I remember being taken aback and being like, oh, no. Yeah. I had my survival planned around them being kind of slow. Yeah, just ganging up on you, you know? Like, uh, Yeah, that, that's a good question because that seems like one of those things where there's some obscure Spanish movie that had a running right. dead guy or something. Like, there's always some weird thing where they're like, mm, in fact, that was not the first appearance. And you're like, all right, all right, chill, yeah, chill yeah. out. And again, no shortage of great reviews for this one. Five oh, yeah. stars from Film Threat, four to four from Empire. It's, it's in my top 11. It's, top 11? It's sometimes top 10. It's hard, man. Like, it's a, there's so many great movies. It is just an all-timer. I, I like the whole trilogy, actually. Like, I pretend that there isn't a fourth and fifth one. Yeah, but yeah. They're so different. I, like, even the, the second one, well, it's not quite like Evil Dead because, like, there is a lot of humor in the original as well. But the second one was a little more silly almost. And then the third one was not really comedy at all. Yeah. And actually, the star of the third one just got announced for Ottawa Comic Con. Oh, cool. Like the, the woman, uh, Melinda Clark, I want to say. that I could be totally off, but... Is she doing some more recent stuff? Or? Yeah, I think she's she was on the OC and something else where I was like, okay. Yeah. Uh, apparently, I only remembered the OC, <laughs> but she was on something else. Like, And I was like, oh, that's cool. And I had no idea. Like, just one of these people I don't really think about, you know. Cool movie. I mean... Not as good as the original, obviously. Can't touch that. But I love the original. But yeah, so good, especially here. Like I, I know I've seen it here, but yeah, it's definitely been some time. Yeah, it's been three or four years since we've screened it. So just back again on the big screen. Very well worth coming out to see with a crowd. Lots mm-hmm. of fun. Definitely. Speaking of lots of fun with the crowd, we have another round of Saturday Night Cinema. Oh, yeah. Are you getting... It's me. I, I thought so, because yeah. Lee's doing his best to come to Fan Expo. Uh, I'm going to be at Fan Expo this weekend if anybody's listening in Toronto. Wow, that's huge. I'll be selling my wares and I'm on at least one panel. I think uh, my my buddy just got announced as a special guest at something. I don't know if it's that one. Was it Fan Expo? He said it last night and I already forgot because they're all the names are all similar to me, so I don't know what they are. But yeah, some Comic Con. He's been doing. He's a comic artist and he's been doing a lot of H.P. Lovecraft adaptations and he's like a Kickstarter darling, you know. And so I guess he's now at the point where he's like a I don't know about featured guest, but special guest, you know. So I was like, oh man, I used to play drums in your band and now this. So like. 
I don't know. That stuff's always fascinating to me. It's fun uh, living vicariously through those situations that I'm not going to find myself in because I yeah. tend to avoid giant crowds like that. But Yeah, this will be the biggest crowd I've been around in in a long time. Yeah. It'll be fun. But so while Lee and I are away, Eric will be handling oh Saturday Night Cinema, which is our free for members, members only secret midnight movie presentation. And this time it is an actual midnight movie. Fun. And before that, you can double bill it. You should. With our highly anticipated one night only, not our fault. That's only how many times the filmmaker would allow us to screen it. Cade the Tortured Crossing, the latest from Neil Breen. Sequel to Twisted Pair. His yeah, first I didn't sequel. That. Yeah, he's never done a sequel. So the pitch for this is Neil Breen stars as an identical twin brother who restores an old mysterious mental asylum. He takes it upon himself to mystically train the patients as warriors for humanity and justice. Twisted Pair was awesome. It was so, oh man, watching it here with the crowd, like I watched it twice actually, because he allowed us to have a second screening, I think, because the first one did okay, or we begged yeah, him, or what, yeah, I don't yeah. know, but, but yeah, and seeing it twice, like it was just the crowd is so into it, and just, and it really is like, you know, maybe some people watch it just to make fun of it or something like that, but like there really were a lot of people that were just buying into the energy and oh yeah, and it's just a fun. They're so unique, obviously, but it's a total vibe watching a Breen movie here. Well, I found a fun review from this nerd website called Giant Freaking Robot. Yeah, I've heard of that. Every frame of the film is exciting. Neil Breen is a once in a lifetime talent, <laughs> and true. I remember watching one of the last ones. I can't remember which one. And there was a woman sitting a few seats over from me, and she didn't exclaim this in anger or sarcasm, but it was just very genuine. And I don't think she realized the words came out of her mouth. She just said something like, what is happening? <laughs> because it was so weird. <laughs> yeah, I hope we get to screen it again. We've had some complaints of, why are you only screening it one night? And I'm like, if you look at all the screenings, that seems to be all Neil Breen does is allow a cinema to screen it for one night only as a... Yeah. A gimmick of, of like, yep, one night only. And I know it's sold out in Montreal. And we're about half sold out. So we'll see in the days leading up to it if that increases. I've been trying to tell. There was a, a movie group started during the pandemic of mostly Montreal set people. And our friend and Turbo Kid director. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Yoan was involved with that. They've still been doing it. And yeah, and as they were talking about the Brie movie and it being sold out. And I was like, well, you should come to Ottawa for a double bill. Like, yeah. do it in the cinema. <laughs> and like... It'll be fun. I was like, I can't tell you what cinema is, but it'll be fun. Like, it's it's always fun. It's not directly related to Breen, but like, is anything? You know? <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, so I'm, I'm hoping that'll be good. I'm bringing a couple of people out for that. What a great double bill that'll be. Yeah, because a Neil Breen movie on the big screen that has been highly anticipated. Yeah. And then that we, not even saying this, like, we don't know if we'll be getting it back because no. Neil Breen works in mysterious ways. Yeah, he's so unpredictable. And I don't even think he knows if it'll be back, you know? So. Yeah. I hope it is because I'm going to miss it. Yeah, no, I was going to say, are you and Lee going together or is it just... No, because Lee's not 100% sure he can make it. Okay. So Gwen and I are... It'll be fun. We're taking the train on Thursday, mm. which is cool because the train station connects right to the convention center in Toronto. Yeah. Right in kind of Skydome land there. Oh, true. Yeah. So we'll go and drop off all our stuff and set up. And it's it's a marathon because it goes, the VIP night, I guess, is Thursday night. So it's just like a little few hours. But then it's Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And after those three days, even though you're just kind of sitting around and selling your wares and doing panels and walking around... It is an endeavor. And at the end, you feel like you've just been running all weekend long. 
but it'll be fun. I'll be seeing a lot of friends who I haven't seen in a long time. And supposedly it's a really good con with good folks. And I've been told to make sure to bring extra comic books because sales might be up because this is kind of the first non-COVID one, knock on wood, in a long time. Yeah. So people will be there with hopefully money to spend. Yeah, and you'll be there looking for Amazing Spider-Man 361 for me for under $50. Yeah. Which <laughs> <laughs> doesn't seem to exist. But anyway, it's the perils of being half back into comics. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. It, it happens so quick. I'm like, I'll hear about a thing or a character. I'm like, oh, what's the deal with that? And I'll look up and I'll be like, ah, oh, that cover's cool. I was like, all right, how much is that? And I was like, ah, geez, I don't know. Well, maybe. And, yeah. and and I'm going to yeah LA in October, so it's been a lot easier to convince myself to have stuff shipped there. And, oh, yeah. Because it's... I mean, most of the time looking at Canada, there's no point. Like the shipping's like $25 or something for a single comic. Like, come on. Yeah. But yeah, if you could trick and send it to your friend in the States. Yeah. And then just figure out how to actually. So it's like I have to. He he had, I think I mentioned before, he had the 89 Batmobile sent to my house from a guy in Ottawa from the Flash. Yeah. And it's big. It's like, God, two feet long. (laughs) And so I was like. Okay, so I got to get that into my luggage. But then the good thing about that is that's to get down and then I'll have the free space on the way back ah, to good. bring comic books and whatever the hell else. There's some cage DVDs there, or Blu-rays, I should say. And God, you know, it's always a fun pile of stuff that I can pretend is like Christmas, even though I bought it for myself. Yeah, Lee's a lunatic. Lee will go to one of these things and either... Some people have gotten savvy about this, which is hilarious. And you can buy luggage at a cheap, reasonable price, empty to put stuff in to bring back or you bring your own empty suitcase smart to fill with stuff to bring back the carry-on carry-on price i guess the like tagged price or whatever is the only thing because some of them it's like 75 bucks or something crazy where you're just like and it probably is worth it if you figure out you know what shipping would have been or customs all that you know but it's it's still i'm not bringing more than two bags you know at at the end of the day Okay, so we're going to wrap things up for the week, even though we can't go eat lunch now. (laughs) You know, it'll still be all right. Uh, But thanks for listening, everybody. You can find Mayfair-related information at mayfairtheater.ca on the internet. And just today, we kind of got hooked up with Blue Sky, another new social media thing. You got the invite, finally? Yeah, (laughs) thanks to our friend and previous guest tom fowler oh shit he got one and then passed along one to us we don't have another one to pass along like it says on the thing (laughs) you already knew where this was going yeah it says zero you have zero things so we have two posts on there now we'll see how it goes threads is actually going well it's funny somebody was saying threads isn't doing anything and i'm like all i know is every day we are losing twitter followers and gaining threads followers huh so that's just our point of view but that could be all the like horrible things you post on twitter you know the mean attacks and stuff like he doesn't he doesn't do that so (laughs) if you happen to be on blue sky come check us out there and i promise we'll be better about posting stuff i don't like the fact that you brought up the one that i have not received an invite to and Ah. i am ignoring what you just said we'll be back hopefully we'll have some cool stories maybe i'll bump into guillermo del toro at the comic-con again that's that's who i bumped into last time i was there hopefully there'll be a weird you know shouting thing in cinema that's funny like not an attack but like a fun story for you later Okay, thanks everybody. Bye. Bye. Oh, and uh, also, just for, you know, I know everyone was thinking about this. The Nick Cage, the retirement plan was supposed to be out August 25th. I believe it's been bumped to September 15th. Oh. So don't worry. I'm sure we're still 100% getting it, but it'll be a couple of more weeks. They only come out at night. They're mean, rude, and dead. Not them. Them. There's a hundred of them things out there. How many did you say? A hundred? 
The dead are refusing to remain buried. What are we gonna do? What are we gonna do? We're gonna call the boss. They've come back to life. They're hungry. And they're not vegetarians. The graveyard out there is full of people coming out of the ground. We have a little problem. What the hell is going on there? Rabbit weasels. What? and ready to party. It's party time. The return of the living dead. Yeah, party.